Mama Needs More, episode number 19. Welcome to Mama Needs More, the podcast dedicated to helping you get more from life outside of motherhood. Because let's face it, you're a human too. I'm your host, Kylie Van Gelder, a mom of two wild little miracles and a certified life coach with a master's in psychology. On a weekly basis, I'll bring you a no BS episode full of tips and tricks on how you can boost your confidence and do more of the things you love. It's all about what you need. So come on, let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy to be sharing the positive of the power of positivity and the downside to positivity and the greatness to positivity and all the positive positiveness there is. Ugh. Okay. Are you tired of hearing that word? Because I am really tired of saying it and I still have a whole show to get through about it. So let's see how this goes. We do hear an awful lot about the power of positivity and of being positive in general, and it is good, and I'll talk about this here. But let's also face it, sometimes being too positive, like in my opening, it can also be a bad thing, and it's only fair you get the details on both sides. Naturally, however, we can't talk about positivity without wrapping it up with how great it can be when you find the healthy balance. And that is the focus of today's show, If you tend to be more of a pessimist or a realist, I'm a bit of a realist trying to shift into someone who's more optimistic, I have added in some ways to help bring some positive into your life in a healthy, healthy way. Okay, so that is what this show is about. I hope I haven't turned you off already by saying the word positive and positivity too much because I do say it a lot more in the show, so be prepared. But again, I use it in both ways the good way, the bad way, and also in how great it can be. Okay, so bear with me. Don't shut me off just yet, because I promise you, you will get something out of the show either way, no matter where you stand on the good or bad positive thing. Okay, first of all, to start off, I want to go through what happens, the good thing that happens when you're positive. So positive people tend to have an easier life in general. And it makes sense too, because they can put things into perspective, they have less stress, and they tend to find an overall balance in life. Those who are more positive are also lower at a lower risk for depression. They have a higher pain threshold and are more psychologically flexible. And psychologically flexible means that they see options rather than having no solutions. So they're open to possibilities. So overall, they are more optimistic. But Being positive doesn't mean you're never sad or angry or frustrated or whatever. It doesn't stop you from having a bad day or from getting annoyed when something goes wrong. Instead, positive thinking people are able to accept the situation for what it is and let go of what they can't control a little more easier than, say, the rest of us or people like me. (laughs) And why is that? I found always intriguing, but I guess it makes sense. They have a positive outlook, but it's also because they don't dwell on the situation or they don't relive the worst part of it over and over again in their head. Positive people are able to accept, look for good things, let go and move on most of the time. I mean, they're also willing to investigate what their feelings are telling them when their negative feelings come up or to get curious as to why they're responding the way they're responding. 
I did a whole episode two weeks ago on letting go, accepting and letting go, which is something that I am very much practicing at the moment and in general want to bring more into my life. Because I have a tendency to be a realist, that means I, I go more to the negative side, not as much as a pessimist, but still. So I'm trying to learn how to do these things. And positive people do this more naturally. And I talked about it in episode 17 with some tips that I've been using and some strategies actually that I've been using and that my husband has been using in order to learn to accept and let go. And if you tend to be someone who doesn't have a positive outlook on life, you can definitely learn how to flip the switch. So check out that episode. And trust me, it is possible to change. Like I said, I have been improving in this department over the past few years and gotten better at it in the past couple of months. So it can actually happen short term as well. I was so bitter and angry before, full of stress and knots in my shoulder blades because I felt like my life sucked most of the time. And I was like complaining this, complaining that, and really exhausting sometimes. So you can change if you put in a little bit of work and make some time for it. But again, I want to highlight that positive people do not ignore negative emotions. They accept them, like I said. They get curious about them and they allow them to be here. And this is very important to note that. They're not always happy, bubbly, life is easygoing people. They have a healthy balance. And because I'm still learning, I do struggle with this sometimes, but I'm aware of it too, which helps to turn things around or I can give myself permission to just sit in my negative feelings without judgment. And yeah, finding that balance. I hope eventually it really balances out though. That'd be nice. But okay, this is the good on being positive. Who wouldn't want to have an easier life in general? Positive is good, but too much can be bad. It's called toxic positivity. Those who take on this view pretend or actually think everything is A-OK all the time. They have the idea that no matter what shit situation you're in, you should always, always see it positively. There's no such thing as a negative emotion here for these people. But let's face it, life is not always A-OK. Some days are just crap. But those with toxic positivity can never voice this and may not even be able to see it. Just a little side note here. If some of what I'm saying about toxic positivity rings true for you, and you're wondering if you need support, please seek professional help. That is the most important thing you can do. Of course, listen on to the show because I do offer tips and strategies. However, you may need a little bit deeper than what's offered in this show. Okay, there are times when in their head, someone with toxic positivity may be exploding, but what they allow others to see is quite the opposite. They may even make others feel guilty for not being more positive. And there are those who have convinced themselves so strongly on the positive of always being positive that they really can't see the pain or problems that are right in front of them. They avoid negative emotions at all cost. A person may neglect negative emotions, and these emotions are just like joy, happiness, and excitement. They are telling you something or trying to tell you something, and it's just a matter of needing to listen to them. But for someone who is operating under toxic positivity, they simply full-on ignore negative emotions. And they, like I said, they have a tendency then to make other people feel guilty for having a negative emotion. 
there can be a tendency to sweep things under the rug with the idea that it'll all work out in the end. You just tuck it away and never, ever speak of it again. Ever. It's possible that by being so overly positive, these people are not only annoying others, (laughs) right? My whole positivity entrance there at the beginning of the show. But you also ignore someone else's current experience and state of mind. I do want to add that society is also not too keen on us talking about our negative emotions with other people. So there may be times when you feel uncomfortable around negative emotions. I know that's really how I was before I became a life coach, before I studied psychology. I just felt like around them, like don't don't share that. I don't know how to process it. I didn't want people to not share with me. I just didn't know what to do in the moment. And this is normal. It's a learned behavior that you can practice unlearning. So we learned it through society. We learned it through our upbringing that we don't tell other people our problems. And therefore, the expectation is we don't hear about the problems from other people. Because when we do, we don't know how to deal with it because we were never taught. And it doesn't mean you are a person who has a toxic positive way of working. Those who have a toxic positive way of working is are those who flat out ignore negative emotions and make the other pe- person feel worse for not being more positive, okay? So there's a big difference here. So for example, this may happen when a friend tells someone who has toxic positivity something that's really upsetting to her, like she might lose her job or her relationship isn't going well. And often we want to comfort people by telling them it'll be okay and that there's a bright side to life. Again, society taught us to respond this way. Negative emotions, who <laughs> scary. However, in that moment, the person doesn't feel okay and likely doesn't want to think about a brighter side quite yet. In reality, she needs someone to just listen, to allow her to be seen, and not try to stick a positivity band-aid on it. Mainly, she wants her pain to be seen and heard. Otherwise, she wouldn't have shared it with Whoever she's sharing it with, she wouldn't have talked about what she's going through. Toxic, positive people will more or less shun her and possibly make her feel ashamed for even speaking those words out loud. So if you've ever said to your friend, oh, it'll be okay, it'll work itself out, and you're doing it in a way to try and be comfortable, comforting, that's okay. You know, I mean, you're not, doesn't mean you're toxically a toxic, positive person. I'm going to get a tongue twister here with this, my Goodness, I don't know why I thought it would be possible to say these words together so often in my show. So sorry, sorry, sorry. But if you do put on a positivity band-aid, instead, next time, don't say anything at all. If you want to actually help the person, just sit and listen. Tilt your head, say, wow, that must be really hard for you. And that's it. Then you are seeing the person and you are hearing the person. And that is all we want when we share our pain. Okay, so back to positively toxic people. In other situations, some might take this to the extreme and la-di-da in their heads, even though, for example, the bills might be piling up, their kids don't want to speak to them, and their own relationship is going south. The idea with toxic positivity is that the person cannot fail. They should always stay positive, and your vibes should only be good, good, good. If you tend to lean this way, again, speak to a professional. They can help you take on a more positive balance, mainly by looking at the negative emotions that do come up for you and helping you learn that failure is a part of life and that they 
can help you, they can also help you learn to listen to yourself and others with the idea of it's okay to not be okay. You can find a healthy way to retain your positivity without ignoring what's really going on around you. And if you do have someone in your life who is taking on the approach of toxic positivity, there are gentle ways that you can speak to them and give subtle nudges. But I would say, most importantly, they need to discover this for themselves. Maybe drop this podcast on their lap. Oh, I was just listening to. No, I'm just kidding. Well, actually, you can, of course. I, I won't stop you. But it is hard to be around these people because it seems so fake and it seems so over the top and it can sometimes be annoying. So just check in with yourself and see what you need first and foremost. All right, finding that healthy positivity. It is possible. And this is what can happen to you if you do. And if you already are someone who has that more optimistic view on life, then this is what is going on for you and you might not even know it. Being positive can be great without stress, guilt, or shame. The greatest thing about having a healthy balance of positivity is what it can bring you in the long run and actually also the very, very short run. I mentioned that simply by me practicing acceptance and letting go, in a few short months, things have majorly shifted for me in how I view the life I'm living at this very moment. Some pretty awesome research also found that those who use more positive language overall when writing about a traumatic event once a week over a four-week period had a higher immune system response compared to those who tended to use more negative language. Like really, talk about a mind-body connection. And in general, people who are more positive, more optimistic, also tend to have less illnesses. I mean, that is amazing. That goes to show you that when you use more positive language, that when you come from a more positive approach, a healthy positive approach, not shunning others and not pushing things away because that's actually not positive, your immune system works for you. You can better battle viruses and, and things like that. So that is, I just find it amazing. And this means it's not only about the quality of food we eat that strengthens our immune system and our mind, by the way, garbage in, garbage out but also about the quality of our words. I find this super fascinating and convincing for how every aspect of who we are, mind, body, and spirit are connected. To add to this, a great thing about being positive is that you tend to be more grateful for what you have, meaning you're not in the state of, I'll be happier when I X, Y, Z, when I lose the five pounds, when I get a new car, when I get a raise at work, then I'll be happier right? They're just naturally more grateful. Instead, if you are more positive, you're happy now. What an awesome way to live, I think. Like really being thankful for the roof over your head, your warm bed, fresh water, and the opportunity to listen to a podcast whenever you want, right? So how do you get more of the positivity juices flowing without going overboard? <laughs> you don't want to become toxic, right? You can start where I just left off, gratitude. This can be as simple as writing three things you're grateful for about each day. For instance, you could have a notebook on your bedside table. At the end of the day, just before you switch off your light and go to sleep, write down three things you're grateful for about the day. This takes like a minute, literally, so it's not really time consuming. 
make sure you have at least one little thing on there that you're grateful for. For example, like an extra two minutes that you had in your shower by yourself without your kids screaming at you. (laughs) What happens is, after a short time, your brain starts to look for things to be grateful for. Remember, we are what we tell ourselves, and our brain believes the stories that we think on a regular basis, the ones that are on repeat in our head. So practicing gratitude will help you see more positive things in your life. You will also more easily be able to return to this after a difficult situation has passed, or even during a difficult time, it can help you get through it. The next thing I suggest for bringing more positivity into your life, especially in December with the holidays, when we can quickly feel overwhelmed as moms, is to create mini self-care sessions. (laughs) Don't laugh, okay? I know you're likely thinking, yeah, right, this is the busiest month of the year. I do not have time to think about myself or stop for five minutes. And I get it. December is insane here too. But now what I do is I pop in mini self-care times. In episode eight, I listed 10 self-care tips for busy moms. They range from a few seconds, yes, a few seconds, to a maximum of five minutes. Doing any of these throughout the month several times throughout the month, if you can, will help you take a break. And it gives you something to note down in your gratitude journal in case you're short of things to write down. And it creates space for a more positive moment for you, just you. And that is sweet. So check out that episode for the full list. I will also put a link to that episode because I think I also mentioned episode 17. And I'm, yeah, in episode eight. So I will put links to those in the show notes, okay? Another great reminder when it comes to bringing more positivity into your life is to surround yourself with those who already have a healthy dose of this. Negativity breeds like rabbits. It's what our brains, most of us, are programmed to soak up more easily. Being positive requires a little more work if it's not natural to you, if you're not a natural optimist like me. (laughs) I'm not a natural optimist if you haven't gotten that already from the show. And uh, it's not oozing from me at all. Life circumstances and too many negative people around you can also drain your optimism if you are, oh, if you have that natural optimistic tendency. But things, it, it can be drained from you because we are prone to the negative. And that's why it's important to seek out those who offer you frequent reminders that life can be good and it is good. One last thing I want to say is about your self talk. Learning to speak to and about yourself in a more positive way can really bring out the best in you. In episode three, I realize that now I'm now adding in a third episode here, but I I think it just all helps so much. So in episode three, I talked about how to reduce your inner critic's impact by regaining control of your thoughts. Your thoughts will be what you use when you speak to yourself. For example, I look great in this dress versus I look good, but I should lose five pounds. And how you speak about yourself to other people. Thanks. I love this dress. Thanks. But I find it a bit too clingy in all the wrong places. So learning how to, how to shift your thoughts will then shift how you speak to and about yourself. And the more positive that you can be in a good, healthy way, the better off you're going to feel. Being positive doesn't have to consume you. You don't have to pretend to be positive all the time. If anything, you don't want it to consume you. There are days when positivity feels like a mountain you have to climb. So don't even try. 
Accept that there are tough times. Work through them, seek help when you need it, and most importantly, breathe long, deep breaths. Things are not always going to be okay, but if you can find a healthy balance of positive overall, you'll lower your stress, likely strengthen your immune system, and feel grateful for what you do have in your life. And this tends to lead to a happier, more fulfilled life. And this is where the positive goodness begins. And for today, ends the show. (laughs) If you or someone you know wants to learn more about bringing a healthy balance of positivity into their life, please reach out to me on Instagram at Kylie Van Gelder or check out my website, KylieVanGelder.com. Remember to share the show with other mamas who are in need of more. Thanks so much for listening and have a wonderful day.